Father Daughter Disney Podcast. My name is Amanda. I am here with my very lovely mother. Hi, I'm Jeanette. <laughs> and today we are going to be ranking the Magic Kingdom lands. So I thought we could do Magic Kingdom today. We can do Epcot in one episode. And then I was thinking of combining Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom into one because they don't really have that many lands. They don't have that many different lands. Yes. So like a whole episode just for Animal Kingdom. There's only like a handful. So I was like, all right, well, maybe we'll do those together. together. <laughs> so okay. They will be a bit shorter. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like ranking the, well, I don't know how to even rank all the countries in Epcot. Well, yeah, I mean, if we rank those, that would be interesting because Epcot's so many different spaces and places to be. That would that would be a little bit more ranking, but that's yeah. okay. We could do that. I thought maybe of waiting to do that one until we're completely done with all the deep dives into all the pavilions. Oh, and the then pavilions, then rank the ones ranking. we like. So I think we'll do that. It's a good yeah, idea. but for today, we are going to rank the six lands in Magic Kingdom. So they are alphabetical order. I don't have them in alphabetical order in front of me, but I'm going to try to read them in alphabetical order. <laughs> it is Adventureland, Fantasyland, Frontierland. Liberty Square, Main Street USA, and Tomorrowland. So those are the six lands that we're going to be ranking. So if you are listening in the car or cleaning or doing something, like definitely rank them with us. Think about which ones you'd have as number one and which one you'd have as number six. But we are going to start with our number six. What is in your number six? My number six is Frontierland. Yeah, mine is also Frontierland. (laughs) Frontierland is so funny because Frontierland really doesn't hold anything for me specifically, other than the fact that Frontierland has the railroad ride. That's the only one that's Thunder Mountain. <laughs> yeah, Thunder Mountain. It, it, for some reason, my mind just would not say the. I thought the, you meant the, the actual train for a second that goes around the. No, whole no, park. no, no, no. Thunder Mountain. <laughs> okay, big the Thunder, Thunder Mountain. Mountain ride. Other than Thunder Mountain, Frontierland holds nothing for me. I don't like anything to do with westerns. I don't like anything to do with with the the Wild West. I don't do Splash Mountain. I did it, you know, in when when it first came out and tried it, but I have no want to go on that. And what I have to say is it's always very hot, very crowded, and there's no place to sit. Yeah. So like if you're on Splash, like I say Splash Mountain when it was open, if you were going to go to Splash Mountain or we were going to go do something or somebody was going to go on the, the, the Thunder Mountain, there is no place to hang out in Frontierland. Absolutely none. Yeah, no, there's no point. benches. There's no anything. There's a couple of stone benches outside of Splash Mountain that I sat yeah. on last time you went. But there's so many people that want to sit that it's hard to even get a seat. So yeah. Frontierland really does nothing. They're not even a nice shop to go shopping. <laughs> so it does well, nothing. I think the thing is that we're not really into the Wild West. No, you know? yeah. I'm, I am also not a Wild West person, honestly. Right. I've never been a Wild West. I honestly find the Wild West to be a bit creepy. I yeah, can't I don't like the it, Wild West. But yeah, I've always found the Wild West, like the Wild West movies, the Wild West themes, yeah, me either. always to be a bit creepy. So mm-hmm. I've never been a fan of Frontierland in a general sense. And I agree too. The only thing we really do in Frontierland is Big Thunder Mountain. Mm-hmm. We, I do like Splash Mountain. I am a fan of Splash Mountain, but we don't do Tom Sawyer's Island. I can't even remember the last time we did Tom Sawyer's Island, if no. I'm being really honest. We're not big Country Bear Jamboree We're fans. People. We don't really do the little games that are kind no. of there as well. We don't really go into any of the stores or anything like that. We don't so. eat a big fat turkey leg. <laughs> yeah, we don't really do anything in Frontierland, right. if I'm being quite honest. It's kind of just the transition land between Adventureland and Liberty Square. Right. <laughs> we have to walk between someplace. Right. But yeah, I've never been a big fan of it. Mm-hmm. And I, even to this day, I'm not a huge fan of, of the Country Bear Jamboree or, or no. anything there. I am excited to see how they will update the show when that oh yeah happens. sure we're probably going to go yeah, see so it we'll it's going to get that. more more uh crowds once people want to go see how they yeah. updated it but otherwise though yeah definitely not no. a huge fan of frontierland just yeah just don't really love the theming all right what's in your number five tomorrowland tomorrowland okay yeah. tomorrowland is not my thing because another reason i don't go on the rides in tomorrowland i don't go on the the, the go-karts i don't go on the uh, space mountain i don't go on now the new ride the guardians of the galaxy i i that, no yes is 
that in there? No, Guardians of the Galaxy is in Epcot. Epcot, Tron. Yes. I'm not going to go on Tron. I'm not. Well, she hasn't. Even, we haven't even been on. I no, haven't even been on. I don't Tron. think I'm going on Tron. <laughs> I've been reading about it. I don't think I'm going on Tron. But the idea here, it's very loud and it's very noisy when you walk through there. There's lots of stuff going on. You got the go karts going. You got this happening. You got that happening. Oh, we don't go on the Astro. The only thing I like in Tomorrowland is the people mover. Yes. You know, we do go on the laugh floor every once in a while, and that's cute. And the and it's carousel fun. of progress. Yeah, and the carousel of progress. So I do like it, but if I had to rate it as one of my favorite lands, nah. The only thing that's good in there is Cosmic Race. Yeah. <laughs> like, race and, yes. and the people mover. The people so. mover, the carousel of progress and Cosmic Race would always I mean, draw like, that's us. still a lot of stuff, all things considered. <laughs> yes, it is still a lot of stuff. When you think of it, like I'm thinking of it now, I'm like, wait a minute, maybe I should have crossed that over with my number four. It, it, Tomorrowland to me is very hot, very crowded, very noisy, very, and another place where there's no place comfortable to hang out. Yeah. There's less shade, I think, in Tomorrowland oh, than even in Frontierland. Right. And so. all of their benches are modern. So they're either stone <laughs> or metal bars. There's nothing to lean up against. They all like sit by themselves so that there's no like wall to lean, no to do. And you have to remember that, you know, after a whole day in the park and we go to these things where you go on the ride and I have to wait, it would be nice to have someplace comfortable to sit down and to, I, as we all know, we like to watch the people go by and see what's going on. So I think that's why I put it as number five. So in my number five, I have Liberty Square. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say, I will say other than Frontierland, I do like all of the other lands. Mm-hmm. Frontierland is the only one I dislike. Yeah, so sorry to Frontierland and any yes. Frontierland lovers out there. It's the only, it's the only one, one they actually, can lift up and take out. We yeah, wouldn't miss it. It's the only one that I, I actively like just don't really care for. But I do like Liberty Square, but it is my least favorite out of the other lands. Mm-hmm. Again, nothing necessarily wrong with Liberty Square. I think part of the problem is similar to Frontierland where I just don't really like the theming of okay. kind of like that old timey mm-hmm. like wild west type of type of theming it doesn't necessarily feel like the old colonial to me when i walk through liberty square even though that is what it's supposed to feel like right but i don't necessarily i guess i, I went to college in new england so i've been to many new england small towns mm-hmm. i spent five years in new england living right. in new england going to small towns mm-hmm. doing every possible tourist thing you can do in new england liberty square does not feel like new england to me to it me just, it feels like more like it's attached to the wild west yeah same that's mm-hmm. what i'm saying that's also why i don't really love liberty mm-hmm. square and i think it's just because the, there are such similar themings right next to each other. And I think the thing too with Liberty Square and kind of Frontierland as well is that there is no place in those lands where you are fully like 360 surrounded by the land because no. of that water, mm-hmm. like that that faux lake where Thomas Sawyer Island is. Mm-hmm. So because of that lake, even when you're in Liberty Square, across that lake technically is Frontierland. So you're never really fully immersed into Liberty Square. Right. And then by the time you kind of get to the transition of Liberty Square to like the main part by the castle, you're basically then by the castle. Right. So in that sense, there's no areas where I feel like you look all the way around you and it's all Liberty Square. It's always Liberty Square and Frontierland. Same right. thing with Frontierland too, to a certain extent. So because of that, yeah, I just don't really love, again, the theming. Same reasons why I don't dislike Frontierland. I do love all of the details in Liberty Square mm-hmm. because I do think the Imagineers really thought it through of how they're doing it. So for instance, this this area is supposed to take place, I believe, right kind of around the Revolutionary War. Yes. And so d- during the Revolutionary War, all metal was being used for weapons. And so if you look up at the shades or the I guess the shutters, shutters on the windows the shutters on the windows back and they used to be held up by leather because mm-hmm. instead of metal because they were using all the metal for weapons
ribbons. So everything was held up by by leather, which I, and that's what they did in Liberty Square. And I think that's such a cool oh, detail. I didn't even notice that. I'll have to notice that next time. Yeah, it's a really cool detail mm-hmm. to look up that you see all the shutters are kind of hanging a little bit mm-hmm. because they're all being, I mean, like I'm sure in real life, they're probably glued to the thing. So when the hurricane comes. Oh yeah, no, they're taking it off, but yes. But it makes it look like it's right. being held up by leather the way it would have been during yeah, the Revolutionary War times. Time. Same thing in like the tree, there's the 13 lanterns yes, to represent the, lanterns. the 13 colonies. There's mm-hmm. a lot of like little details. Right. There's no bathrooms at all in all of Liberty Square, even in Liberty Square Tavern, the restaurant, the bathroom, you actually walk all the way through and it's actually in Fantasyland. Mm. So it does stick true to the idea that there were no public bathrooms, bathrooms back then. Uh, during the Revolutionary War times. So I really love all the details of Liberty Square. And mm-hmm. that's why I still like Liberty Square. And I do love Haunted Mansion. I love, you know, there's the food that's there is all right. pretty good. Uh, the Hall of Presidents is very fun, very mm-hmm. educational. You know, you see the big seal, of course, that's there too. That that seal only exists, I believe, in like two locations. Two locations. There the and White, White House. House, which is crazy mm-hmm. to think about. I know. So yeah, so I do love the idea of Liberty Square. I just kind of wish it was done differently and was more immersive in the fact that hmm. when I was walking through that it would feel like I am in old timey colonial right. times, the way it kind of feels like when you go through some of those old towns in New England. So that's kind of my thing about Liberty Square. All right, what's your number four? Mine was Liberty Square. And for <laughs> all the reasons that, other than that, I didn't even take into the fact that it's not completely encased. Liberty Square to me, like I said, when I was saying, oh, well, Tomorrowland, Liberty Square. Liberty Square to me is one of those places that, like you said, when you see that, when you're in there, you feel like you're back in colonial times to a certain extent. Buildings have that New England kind of cottagey look. It's got the Christmas tree shop. It's got the, you know, the whole yeah, presidents. Yeah, I do love the Christmas tree shop. Um, yeah. It's got the nice snack place where we can go and you sit and you watch the people go by. And it's like a crossroads of, like you said, in between all the different lands. So people are going by, coming and going. Nobody's really online doing something right there unless you're going to um, Haunted Mansion. So that's off to the side. So that's why I picked Liberty Square for my number four, because I do love that detail. I know, yeah. Like I said, you look around and it feels like it's all those little shops and all those mm-hmm. little things. And for me, I made it that because of the fact that if I do sit down and look at the detail, then I do feel like, okay, there's a lot of detail here that yeah, they've, they've taken to into, look at, yes, yeah. into consideration. And Walt was such a patriot too, that it's really cool to think. Right. Like, this I love to watch the, you know, yeah. the river boat go by. It's not <laughs> my memory, but I have a really great memory of my parents going to Disney at one point where they went with my Aunt Nettie, who of course was the oldest of the family. And they went on the Liberty Square <laughs> boat and it broke down. And my Aunt Nettie yeah, went crazy. Boat. She does not swim. And in her mind, she was on water, not realizing that water is probably what, four feet? <laughs> yeah, sorry, not much. She was They're probably on a track. Let's <laughs> they be had to get, they had to evacuate the people from the boat. My mother was hysterical because she was like, Aunt Nettie was freaking out. Uh, women and children first, women and children first. And my mother's trying to tell her, she's like, Nettie, even if you end up in the water, it's only going up to your waist, you know? But that was like a memory when I, every time I pass that boat, that's what I think of. I think of Aunt Nettie screaming women and children first because she didn't understand. But I have to say, I just like that look of the boat going by and that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, for sure. All right, in my number four, so this is kind of where I go back and forth with some of them because I'm being honest, Mm -hmm. the next four could all kind of switch places to a certain (laughs) extent. But I did put Tomorrowland as four. Now, Mm -hmm. I would like to say, I actually love Tomorrowland. I was going to say, I thought that would be one of your number ones. Yeah, just because it's number four doesn't mean I'm saying I dislike Tomorrowland Mm -hmm. the way my mom doesn't really love Tomorrowland. I love Tomorrowland. (laughs) I love the sounds in Tomorrowland, like those spacey type of like electronic type sounds. I think they're really fun. I think the idea of like space and like sci-fi and those types of themings are very fun and interesting. I love most of the rides there other than the the Tomorrowland Speedway. That's the only one I don't really like. And that's just because it smells like gas. (laughs) I just don't like the smell of those cars. And you don't really go very fast in those cars, let me tell you. But yeah, but I mean, like I love Space Mountain, obviously. I love all the rides, all the things you can kind of do in that area. I'm not the biggest fan of Buzz Lightyear. I could definitely skip Buzz Lightyear, but you know, it's still a fun ride to go on. Yeah, it's fun to do. Yeah, so I really like the overall land in itself. I like walking around there. 
we're, I get, like my mom said, we're big fans of Cosmic Rays. Love to go to Cosmic Rays. Right. <laughs> and Carousel of Progress is probably my favorite show in Magic Kingdom as mm-hmm. well. And that's also part of. I know Toronto we do it well. every time. Yeah, I know. I know they always talk about maybe updating Carousel of Progress. I know. I feel like at the rate we're going, the only way they could update it is if they expanded it and added more rooms to it, which then they destroyed the circle of it. So they have to make the circle bigger somehow. Well, I don't they'd know have to make the other rooms smaller. They'd have yeah, to consolidate know. some of the stuff. Yeah, so it's like, I don't know how that necessarily work. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, yeah, I feel like they need a whole new building for Carousel of Progress. I hope, they, I hope that's one of the rides that they don't take down. Yeah. Like, that they don't replace with something new. I really do. I mean, I know that change has to happen, but that is such a legacy. It is, yeah. To how things progress that, and with, you know, with Walt Disney and everybody else with the, when they started and how it happened. And it just seems to me that that would be one of those rides that I'd hope that they mm-hmm. preserve. I also feel like it's one of those rides that it could always say the Carousel of Progress, but they could always say this is like teen hundreds version of the mm-hmm. ride, you know, because that's basically what it is. It takes you through the whole 1900s. Right. I feel like if they were ever going to do it again, they could do another like, you know, 2000s mm, version of the they ride could. or something like that, you know, like the next a thousand mm-hmm. years or something. Um, I think that would be kind of interesting if they, or, or next hundred years, sorry, if they did something like mm-hmm. that. So I don't know. But basically that whole ride is just the 1900s. 1900s, you know, yeah, from you're the right. Start, they could the do another the whole carousel, to, which would be great. the millennium. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I love Carousel Progress though. So all that to say, yeah, no, I love Tomorrowland though. So yeah, Tomorrowland is, is one of my favorites if I'm being honest. But even though I realize it's number four out of six. Right. Well, that's <laughs> what happens. Like I said, when you had to start rating them, it's like, like, wait a minute, you know, one land has this ride in it and that's my favorite. But then the other one has the other stuff that's my favorite of things to do. I mean, we all just went through all these podcasts where we said about our favorite (laughs) things to do and they're in all different places. This is why you could spend a whole day. (laughs) Okay. What's in your number three? My number three is Fantasyland. Fantasyland. Okay. Yes. Fantasyland is my number three because I just love the idea of fantasy. Obviously my favorite ride. Why is my brain not working (laughs) today? It's a small world. Small world. Oh, my brain is not working today. Anyway, um, It's a Small World yes. is my favorite ride, obviously. Um, it's a childhood thing for me because I went to the World's Fair and I was on the Small World and I fell in love with it then and I'm still in love with it. I love going through It's a Small World. I could go through it 20 times and be happy every single time. Fantasyland to me, I mean, there's all those other rides that are there. If I go on them, it's great. If I don't go on them, it's not the biggest deal in the world. But if I go on them, I enjoy them. They all bring back childhood memories. They all bring back that fantasy memories. I like Philhaw Magic. I like walking around in Fantasyland. I just like the idea of Fantasyland. And I think yeah. maybe that could be because to me, the castle and Fantasyland and the Magic Kingdom, to me, that's all one thing. Yeah. So maybe that's why Fantasyland sticks in my head as being, you know, like I said, Tomorrowland and Liberty Square and the Wild Wild West. And Fantasyland to me is just that in-between stage where you just kind of like float and just mm-hmm. kind of see all these cute, cutesy little things. Yeah, no, for sure. All right. In my number three, I have Adventureland. So again, I actually love Adventureland. Adventureland. Again, these top four were very hard to do because I do love Adventureland yeah, so much. Adventureland is so much fun. I think our our Adventureland in Magic Kingdom is very jungle themed, I would mm-hmm. say. There's a little bit of like the Middle East theming to it with like the Aladdin little section. Right. But for the most part, ours is like pretty jungle and Caribbean type of themed, mm-hmm. I would say. And I love that. I think it's so fun. I have never been to South America or to Central America. I've never really been to a true jungle before. So kind of pretending like I'm in the jungle is very fun. It's like- <laughs> Closest I ever got was a um, rainforest forest in Puerto Rico. <laughs> yeah, I've never even been to that. Never yeah. been in a rainforest. So this is like my chance sort of to like pretend that uh-huh. I'm seeing a different a landscape that I've never 
never really seen before. I think it'd be really fun to go visit a rainforest in real life or go go to the jungle. Mm-hmm. But then I am remembered of how big of the bugs are in those yes. areas. <laughs> and I just am not sure about that. I feel like I'm just not ready for that. Mm-hmm. So I do not know if I will ever visit a rainforest. Right. I think it would be fun. I think one day it I, was, should, it was very I nice. should go do it. Yeah. It was very interesting. But, um, but yeah, but I don't think I could definitely not camp overnight at a rainforest. Oh God, no. Like no, I, I went for just a day trip. No, yeah, there would so, be no overnight with the bugs and everything yeah, else. Yeah, no, lots of bugs. Lots yes, of, gotta lots be of able animals. to see what's around me. Yeah, lots of poisonous, venomous animals that yes. I'm unfamiliar with. That yes. I'm not educated <laughs> enough to know. But yeah, but that's why I think it's so fun though. I think it's so fun to cool. I love the theming when you walk through it, especially if you walk through the entrance of Adventureland from like kind of like the main part of the park because all the the fauna, like all the plants mm-hmm. completely change. Like yes. as you walk through, they really filled that land with all of like the different fauna, like the dark leafy greens mm-hmm. and the big trees and everything where it makes you feel like this is Adventureland. This is mm-hmm. the land of the jungle, of the Caribbean, of, of the rainforest and a little bit of the Middle East because they have that right. section for Aladdin. Aladdin. I say that too because in Disneyland Paris, their Adventureland is a little bit different. It's more themed to the Middle East rather than to okay. the jungle. They do have a whole area that's actually like, I think it's Adventure Island, they call it. That's more of the Caribbean mm. jungle area, but it's on that island. And the other area is a bit more of the Middle, Middle East area. Eastern. I wonder if that's because they're so close to the Middle mm-hmm. East that it's better for them to cater more towards like a Middle Eastern right. you know, audience or something. Whereas Florida is more close to Central America Central. and South right. America to cater more towards that rainforest type of area. Right. But yeah, but I love Adventureland. I love all the rides. Pirates of the Caribbean is one of my favorite rides in all time out of all of the rides nice. in in Disneyland in Disney World. I will say it was my number one ride for many, many years until Mickey Minnie's Runway Railway <laughs> came <laughs> along and it did knock it down a little peg. So sorry, so sorry to Pirates, but that does not mean I dislike Pirates. It's one of my favorite rides and is one of my, my go-tos. I love everything about Pirates. Again, the theming, again, in that little area too. And I'm really excited for that Pirates-themed lounge that they're going to put oh, in. Oh yeah, I think that, that would that be nice. Be really fun. Even like the Jungle Cruise recently, mm-hmm. you went on the Jungle Cruise recently. We've eaten at Skipper's Canteen. Obviously the, the Tiki Room, love right. the Tiki Room. I love the song, The Flower Sang. I know I've talked about that many times, but The Flower Song is one of my favorite songs. <laughs> so yeah, I can't say enough good things about Adventureland really. So obviously if you like Dole Whip, they sell the Dole Whip there. I'm actually not a big Dole Whip person or a citrus no. blossom they, person. Those but... little flights of Dole Whip look interesting. Yeah, well maybe we can try the Dole Whips again, but all right, what's in your number two? Adventureland. Adventureland. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously anybody who's listened to our podcast knows that I love that theme. Mm-hmm. I'm just a Caribbean tropical theme. Yeah. So when I walk into Adventureland, to me, that's where I am. I'm in the tropical theme. All the stores are geared to that. All the snacks are geared to that. All the rides are geared to that. The shows, everything is geared to being in that tropical yeah. atmosphere. And I love it. Yeah. So like you said, all of the plants, all of the trees, all of the stuff, the music playing. Yeah, the buildings. Where yes, looks. the buildings, the thatched huts. I love the tiki birds. I have to do the tiki birds every yeah. time. Um, I, I, Like I said, I like the other the, the interim one better than the new, what they went back to, but still I enjoy it every time we go. I just love all of the, the merchandise that they show. I love the fact that it's it just makes me feel like I'm in a different yeah. land. I mean, like I said, and Pirates is there and the Jungle Cruise is there. Jungle Cruise not as good as the Safari in Animal Kingdom, but still gives you the taste <laughs> of being out there and being with the animals and stuff. So I have to say that Adventureland just, I'm happy when yeah. I go into Adventureland. No, I do love Adventureland. And yeah, I forgot to hear the merchandise. I do love the merchandise mm-hmm. Adventureland. I do think because Adventureland is so skinny, it can get very crowded sometimes yes, when you walk does. through Adventureland. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes when you're walking, it is just so like, there's no place Trying to go. Trying to pass. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, the aisles are just very skinny in that sense. Yeah. And you know, you're, everything's jammed in there. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So I'd say that's the only downside to Adventureland necessarily. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but we love Adventureland though. All right, in my number two, this is where I have Fantasyland, which means we both have the same number one. But mm-hmm. yeah, same reasons why you said. I also think too, like when you think of Magic Kingdom, 
I feel like you think of Fantasyland because mm-hmm. you think of the castle of, right. of Fantasyland, of the idea of being a child, you know, of, of believing in all of that magic mm-hmm. still. Not that you can't believe it as an adult as well, but I do think when you are a child, it's like, it's so real. You know, everything is so real. The castle is so real, like walking around with all the colorful buildings and seeing all your favorite princesses come to life. It's like suddenly those things that you've only seen on TV is real. And that's crazy to think about sometimes. I even think the new Fantasyland section too is is great, you mm-hmm. know, where they put Seven Doors that's Mine Train right. and they've put the Beauty and the Beast castle. So tiny in comparison to the other castles. I know. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I do. Yeah, I love it so much. I think it's so lovely just to walk around. It's amazing too to walk around too and think that in Disneyland in California that this is kind of what started it all was the mm-hmm. idea of fantasy, of, right. of Fantasyland and the castle. The fact that the walls weren't finished painting when Disneyland first opened up in mm-hmm. 1995 <laughs> or 1955, sorry, mm-hmm. in Disneyland in California. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it's just so cool that, you know, how they've built something kind of that's so, and now when you think of Fantasyland too, I feel like a lot of people think of Fantasyland and Magic Kingdom as well to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Like again, all those like fun colors. I forget what time period they based the buildings off from. I'm, I'm blanking on the exact time oh, yeah, period. Oh no. Yeah, the buildings are based off a specific time oh, period okay. from history and then mm-hmm. they just kind of like painted them to make them to look, make them you know, a bit, more, a bit colors, more different. Right. But yeah, but I love that, like that renaissance type of feeling mm-hmm. when you're there. And yeah, I feel like it ties in so well with the castle. You know, you gotta love Cinderella's castle. I know, <laughs> that's the whole idea. There's, it, the, the idea of going to Disney in the first place is to go to a fantasy vacation. Mm-hmm. I mean, you go to these places, even in Epcot, where places that people will never get to travel in their lifetime, get a taste of what it's like to be in Europe or to, you know, to do anything that's, you know, yeah. much, even even in the future, the different the different rides, the different things that they, they showcase and feature. But in in Magic Kingdom, it's what you go to Disney for. It's, yeah. it's fantasy. You're, you're on a vacation which you're supposed to be able to say, here I am, the outside world does not exist. Unfortunately, as time goes on, it does creep in more and more between the media and the internet and the, you know, the, the, the lightning lanes and the genie pluses and all that kind of stuff. But it still is a fantasy vacation. You're leaving all your regular ideas of what you do behind mm-hmm. going to someplace where you sit and watch Donald Duck, you know, fly into a wall and think it's hysterical, <laughs> you know, in, in Velha Magic. So I think people just like that idea yeah. that they can relive their childhood. They can bring their children there. But if they don't have their children yeah. there, like people like older like me that go and say, it brings back all those memories. Yeah. And I think too, it has a lot of those classic rides too, like mm-hmm. the carousel. Like even if you've never been to Disney, there's carousels all over the world, you know? Right. And there's a lot of famous, very old carousels. Mm-hmm. That's like one of the first rides ever invented was the carousel. carousel. Mm-hmm. And again, just being on that carousel is just, you know, so lovely. It's so amazing just to go around like a little circle. Right. <laughs> Same thing with like the teacups too, that it's like, that's a very classic type oh, of ride God, as yeah. well, just sitting mm-hmm. in a little thing and spinning around because, right. you know, it's like the easiest mechanics. Right. The easiest mechanics thing I don't do because it makes you sick, but yeah. yes, the easiest mechanics and people love it. Yeah. And then even, you know, obviously we have all the classic Disney rides, like the Dumbo Flying Elephant mm-hmm. is there, the Barnstormer is there, It's a Small World, Peter Pan, right. a lot of those like classic old Disney rides are all in Fantasyland. So it's like, you can't beat it. You know? No, you can't. You really yeah. can't. I mean, it, even with Toontown and all that attached to it, it's all fantasy. It's cartoons, it's fantasy, it's princesses, it's mm-hmm. the characters. That's Fantasies. what it's based on. So yeah, No, for sure. All right, that means both of our number ones is Main Street USA. Main Street. <laughs> so- can't get around Main Street. Yeah, Main Street, the same reason, kind of like Fantasyland. It's like, that's like yeah. when you stand at the top of Main Street and you look down at the castle, yes. that is what you're here for. You yes. <laughs> it's like, you know, I mean, I don't cry when I get to Main Street, but some people say they cry when they get to Main Street. They look yeah. down, they see the castle and they, you know, for some people, it's such a big vacation for them and such a thing to get there mm-hmm. and to be there that, you know, Main Street is just Main Street. It's yeah. just, we used to, used to, used to watch a video that used to have the little song Main Street USA. And it's, mm-hmm. as soon as I saw this, I was like, oh, it reverberated in my head because you stand on that main street and every season it's different. Like, you know, we talked about how in, at Halloween when all the different pumpkins up 
on top of the, the balconies and then at Christmas, all the windows and the lights and then at Easter time and, you know, in the summertime and you, you just, there's so much going on that you get to that end of that street and you look down and go, oh my God. Yeah. You know, and you have to weave in and out of all the stores and you mm-hmm. have to look at all the candies and look at all the stuff. And, you know, there's always people coming down yeah. and, you know, the horse drawn carriages and the. Uh, yeah. And I feel like Main Street, kind of what Liberty Square doesn't do is what Main Street emulates again, that small town feel mm-hmm. when you walk through it. Cause it is based on Walt's hometown in Missouri. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you walk down, this is what it's supposed to be like yes. that little main strip, you know, in your little small, you know, suburban town type of thing. Everything is, you know, in an ideal world, everything is perfect. And yes. in Magic Kingdom, obviously <laughs> it is perfect it because is perfect it's, all, in it's Magic all made Kingdom. up, you know, it's all mm-hmm. fictional, but that's, that's what it's doing. And yeah, it's like, I love being in Main Street. Yeah. Though. I mean, even just when you get there, not even just when you get there during the day when they have the parades going on. I mean, yeah. like you said, we don't stand anymore and find a spot and stay for the whole parades, but we do watch them as they're going by. And just, if you really just stopped to look down Main Street when people are waiting for the parades, because when you were younger, that was the excitement. Mm-hmm. We're sitting on the curb waiting for that parade to come down and the people's faces, the kids' faces. I have a couple of photographs in our albums of you like with that look of wonder as the parades come down the street. I mean, Main Street is just, like you said, it just gives you that feeling of I'm here. I'm finally here. Yeah, I'm, I'm no, doing sure. what I want to do. It's beautiful. It's perfect. Yeah. It's supposed to be the perfect vacation. And these days you just have to go and understand <laughs> that it is the perfect vacation. Yeah. You just got to go and do the best to have it's your gotta, best just time. You got to believe. Yes. And that's just not even including all the details on Main Street. Mm-hmm. Like if you stand and look in every window and read mm-hmm. every small detail, there is so much history there mm-hmm. and there are so much amazing things you can just soak in mm-hmm. if you have the time and the ability yes. to do so. And that's why I love it. I think that's just, yeah, no, I love that so much. I love being on Main Street, love looking down at the castle, love being at the top of Main Street, even looking at the train station. Yeah. Again, so many things to, to take it into love. Obviously, I love all the shopping. The Starbucks is there, as my dad loves. <laughs> Starbucks, <So>. yes. <laughs> Keep daddy quiet. Go ahead, go get a coffee. Yes, one of the most famous Starbucks I'm sure there will ever be is <laughs> yes. Main Street. Yes. Now. But there is. It's just so much going on. And when you get down to the end of Main Street, there's the castle. You yeah. know, I mean, people and yeah, it's just so many people taking pictures, doing this, doing that. It's just, like I said, when you were younger and you know, you're going down Main Street, you don't pay attention to the details. you got little kids. They want to go here. They want to go there. They're not interested in looking up and seeing all the little details. But as you take the time to just do that, you realize how much is really there for you. Oh yeah, for sure. And now even during the fireworks as well, they do projections on the building mm-hmm. on Main Street, which I think is so cool. When I realized that they were doing that, I was like, what a great idea that is, is to put more projections here. So even if you feel like you're a bit further back, right, you, you don't still feel have left so out. much around you to like be completely mm-hmm. immersed in. Um, and I think that's amazing. Like on, again, I this is kind of a memory, but I'll never forget during 4th of July, me and my best friend Shannon were kind of in the back. We were actually closer to the train station. And this was before they did put the projections on the castle even. Mm-hmm. For the 4th of July fireworks, there's this whole display. And then in the middle of the fireworks, suddenly it's like 360 around you and the fireworks are all around you because oh, they're yeah, doing fireworks for the July, resorts as well. That, yeah. yeah, 4th of July and New Year's is like the two mm-hmm. biggest displays of fireworks at Magic Kingdom. And I remember in that moment, no no one knew that was about to happen because we all like the, the whoa that everyone <laughs> had collectively looking around. Never in my life again have I been surrounded by fireworks <laughs> like that. Like that was just incredible to just look around. It's like everywhere around you. It's like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess if you hate fireworks, it'd be very scary in that sense because you're like, you're yes. just surrounded by pyrotechnics. I know, but, but it was, yeah. yeah it was amazing. They, they, I have to admit yeah. that uh, Main Street firework, um, especially on July 4th and New Year's Eve, get my number one vote. Oh yeah. I've seen fireworks everywhere. We actually you know, did not the... see Disneyland because ironically when we were in Disneyland, they, they didn't have them. doing them that night. So we didn't no, see the Disneyland fireworks. They didn't do them. We didn't see those. But I still don't think they would have rivaled Main <laughs> Street. I don't know. I think we're all biased to Magic Kingdom. Yes. Yeah. I don't think they would have. <laughs> any place I've ever seen fireworks, I have to admit. Yeah, um, for sure. Magic Kingdom is Magic the best, Kingdom fireworks sure. just don't. They, they, they're just the best. No, I would, would agree. And that's kind of why, yeah, Main Street is, is number one. Can't mm-hmm. beat it. <laughs> Can't beat it. So mm-hmm. I'm being honest, the top four are definitely my favorites. So, yeah. so sorry to Liberty Square and Front 
Frontierland. They definitely are at the bottom. For it's me. not like we don't go there. We still go there yeah, and no, enjoy. I do them. still like them, but they're yes. just not we just don't spend all our time there. Yeah. <laughs> this is really fun. Yeah, so we'll definitely do the other lands and the other parks for sure. Yeah, yeah, but I think Animal Kingdom and Hollywood Studios may have to be one since there okay. aren't as many lands in them. I feel yeah. like for really for Hollywood Studios, there's only like five maybe. I guess there's six here, but I feel like there's not as much to say about them. I think it's the right. thing. Whereas here, well, we know that me. I'm, all my all my my Hollywood Studios is going to be at the bottom. <laughs> all my, yeah, I'm I feel like all of them is at the bottom. I'm going to be at the top. <laughs> we all know how I feel about Star Wars. For sure. Well, there, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll do those in another yeah. episode. We'll get into that. Good. All right. So for today, we'll transition to a little bit of Disney news. And it is actually going over what's on Disney+. Plus. I realize this is coming out in the middle of November. I forgot to do this last week. So sorry, everyone. But I will go through it quickly. And this is more just for me and my mom to kind of react to what is going on Disney+, Plus than anything else. So there's lots of big releases this November. A lot of it has to do with the Christmas season. So towards the end of November, a lot of the Christmas shows and movies will be coming out. And then I'm sure there'll be more to come even in November. So first up, we have season two of Behind the Attraction. This was, I think, supposed to come out in October, but it's apparently now coming out in November instead. And this is the behind the scenes look of Disney's most iconic attractions. And it will include Pirates, Big Thunder, Indiana Jones, and some of the other nighttime shows. Mm, okay. Now and then, The Last Beatles Sons. This is a 12 minute documentary film that tells that, the story yeah. of the Beatles' last song featuring exclusive footage and commentary from Paul, Ringo, George, Sean Ono, Lennon, and Sean Ono, Lennon, and Peter Jackson. Loki is uh, the TV show Loki is releasing episodes weekly so if you're still watching Loki every week there is new episodes. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Ceremony. For the first time I'm going to read this verbatim. For the first time Disney Plus is going to live stream the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Ceremony which we will see Kate Bush, Cheryl Crow, Missy Elliott, George Michael, Willie Nelson, Rage Against the Machine, and The Spinners with other awards for DJ Cool Herc, Link Ray, Chaka Khan, Al Cooper, Bernie Taupin, and Don Cornelius inducted. This will be live on Disney Plus. Goosebumps is also still releasing their episodes weekly. I think they're almost to the finale by the time we get to November. There's just a few more episodes left, but the show technically started in October, but still releasing um, episodic weekly. Spider-Man Far From Home is coming to Disney Plus, so that's kind of exciting. (laughs) That's a big movie. That's the third movie in Tom Holland's Mm -hmm. Spider-Man franchise. There will also be more episodes added to Marvel Studios Legends for Carol Danvers, Kamala Khan, and Monica Rambeau. This is because the new Marvel movie is coming up very soon, the Marvels. So they're kind of adding new episodes for those specific characters. I'm very excited for the Santa Clauses season uh, two. I know so. I just saw a trailer for that today on the TV. Yes, I'm really football excited. Game. So the, the summary says, in the second season, the Calvin family is back in the North Pole as Scott Calvin continues his role as Santa Claus after retirement plans were thwarted when failing to find a worthy successor in season one. Now that Scott and his family have successfully saved Christmas, Scott turns his focus towards training his son, Cal, to eventually take over the family business as Santa Claus. However, a bit of North Pole magic brings an unexpected challenge to Scott's plan. So I'm really excited. I really, mm. I love the Santa Claus movies. I know, it was very good. And I love the first season. I thought it was super fun, very yeah, festive, very cute. kind of what you expected, what uh-huh. you wanted out of a show. Kind of dramatic too, honestly. Like <laughs> some of those episodes ended with drama and you're like, oh my God, what's going to happen next? <laughs> so. Yeah, I know. I thought it was funny. I thought it was very entertaining. Yeah, so I'm excited for that. Dashing Through the Snow. This is a new original film that tells the story of a divorced social worker for the Atlanta Police Department who despises Christmas due to a painful childhood memory. When sent a call while spending Christmas Eve with his daughter, he inadvertently evokes the wrath of a local politician, but meets a man who helps him understand the joy and magic of Christmas. So kind of just a new fun Christmas movie. There's also The Naughty Nine, another Christmas movie coming out. In The Naughty Nine, mischievous fifth grader Andy, I won't read all of them. I'm just reading the Christmas ones because I think they're exciting. (laughs) The Naughty Nine, mischievous fifth grader Andy finds himself without a present from Santa Claus on Christmas Mm. morning. Realizing he must have landed on the naughty list and feeling unfairly maligned, Andy pulls together a team of eight other naughty listers to help him 
execute an elaborate heist in Santa's village at the North Pole to get the presents they feel they deserve. Along the way, the group comes to realize that the very best way off the naughty list is to redirect their unique talents for good instead of mischief. <laughs> so okay. it looks like a very cute movie. Should be interesting. Yeah, I think it's more of a children's movie yeah. from when I was looking at it, but it does look very cute though. So I'll last few things on the, the big releases. This is me deeming it's big releases. This is not Disney saying they're big releases. This is just my opinion. Uh, Doctor Who, the Star Beast. So I'm very excited for this. I used to be a huge oh, fan yeah, of Doctor Who back Doctor. in the day. I watched all the way up until Matt Smith's second season. So basically once Clara became his, for people who know Doctor Who, once Clara became his companion, I watched that season to almost the end and then I stopped. I did eventually finish his seasons later, later in time and I did start Peter Capaldi's first season, but then I did not watch after Peter Capaldi was the Doctor. So they have got progressed two more Doctors since then. <laughs> okay. But Doctor Who, the Star Beast, it will be the first of three specials that will reunite the 14th Doctor, who is David Tennant, the most beloved Doctor, I feel like, and Donna Temple Noble, played by Catherine Tate, as they come face to face with the most terrifying villain yet, the Toy Maker, who will be played by Neil Patrick Harris. Oh. So I think that will be very interesting. I think it'll be very nostalgic for people who used to love Doctor Who, but kind of fell off the bandwagon after a while. And I, David Tennant was not my first Doctor. Matt Smith was. So I have seen all of David David Tennant's episodes, obviously. But I think it for me, if Matt Smith was coming back, I'd be like, oh, for sure I'm watching that because he was my first. And everyone says too, you have kind of like a bias towards your first Doctor. And for me, that's always going to be Matt Smith. But I do think it's fun that they're bringing David Tennant back for like, and and uh, Donna as well. She was one of my favorite companions. So it'll be interesting to see how those are. Uh, assembled, the making of Loki season two, just kind of a behind the scenes look of how they made Loki the, the show. And there will also be Mickey's Christmas Tales, which will be a series of short little videos, season one of, of Mickey's Christmas Tales, I guess. So we'll see what that is. We'll breeze through the next few things kind of quickly because I know I just spent a lot of time on all the big <laughs> Christmas releases. But on Disney Channel, there's a few other releases for TV shows. First is The Three Detectives. This is a TV show with three girls starring their own detective club. Kiff season one. I think I thought Kiff season one already had a season one, but apparently another season of Kiff is coming out. This is about that squirrel and bunny who go on adventures. The Villains of Valley View season two. Daddy's on Request season two, which I thought was very sure. interesting. It kind of looks like a show kind of like Three Men and a Baby, that, oh, okay. that movie that came out years ago and then Three Men and a Child. It looks mm-hmm. like that. It's yeah. like three men and like kind of like a little girl doing stuff, you know, um, kind of like a funny type show. The Ghost and Molly McGee season two. Hamster and Gretel and Haley's on it season one. In Disney Junior, we have Firebug season two young jedi adventures i think they're just adding new new episodes to that me and mickey season two mickey mouse funhouse season two meet spidey and his amazing friends season three and marvel's spidey and his amazing friends season two and yes those are two separate shows about spider-man for children which with different characters they had all these shows okay (laughs) yeah lots of kids lots of shows lots of kids for kids shows i had this when you were little (laughs) i know right and lastly just a few shows coming up for national geographic we have season 23 of the incredible dr pole i can't believe you guys that many seasons uh, One Day in America is doing their second installment on JFK. So this will be about JFK's mm. assassination. Of course, it happened in, in the end of November or like kind of right before Thanksgiving, right, November, I think. Yeah. So, you know, very timely. To Catch a Smuggler Season 6, which is about how dogs kind of catch smugglers. In J- and this one will be in JFK Airport. I think they do mm. different airports in different areas of oh, the okay. world. This but one's JFK. This will be JFK Airport. I wonder if that's because of doing because of JFK's assassination, but I don't know. <laughs> Incredible Animal Journey Season 1. This looks really interesting. It's all about animal migration. So each episode will go into like an in-depth look about how animals migrate throughout mm. the world. So like one will be on the like the monarch butterflies, one is on, like, on birds, you know, different things like that. Life Below Zero Season 21 and Lost Cities Revealed with Albert Lynn Season 1. So a few things from National Geographic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's everything that's coming to Disney Plus or everything so far. Yeah. Um, things change, obviously. Release dates change. They get pushed back. They get pushed forward. You know, sometimes things get released that we don't, you know, that we're not expecting. But that's kind of what was 
Amazon. And I will link where I got all this information down below as well. All right, now to some Disney birthdays. So all right, on November 14th, we have Louisa Magdegal. So happy birthday to Louisa. And the big birthday, sorry not to brush past Louisa really quickly, but on November 18th, this upcoming Saturday is Mickey and Minnie Mouse's birthday. They so both have a birthday on the same day? Yep, they have the same birthday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so happy birthday both to Mickey Mouse and to Minnie, Minnie Mouse. Mouse. I know most people just celebrate Mickey Mouse, I feel like. I know. It is also Minnie Mouse's birthday. What is special also about Mickey's birthday as well is that that is where that special hidden Mickey can be seen in the queue to the the Little Mermaid ride in New Adventureland. Oh, okay, that's right. Yeah, so be, uh, literally the Imagineers were really thinking hard for this one, but the way that the sun will hit a specific spot in the queue for the Little Mermaid, mm -hmm. the Little Mermaid ride in, in Fantasyland, this will uh, basically on the wall create a shadow of a little hidden Mickey, Mickey. basically, but you can only see it on November 18th. Right, on the his way, birthday, I remember that. Yeah, the way that the sun will align mm -hmm. with Florida, which is crazy that they were like, let's think about how the a rainy sun... Day. <laughs> I know. Well, that's the thing. That's what people say that some years you don't see it see because it. it could be a cloudy day or like when the sun will hit, it's too cloudy. So you're not going to see it. I think last year or the year before people did see it. Did so see there it. were lots of photos, lots of people crowded around, around to get that photo get before it disappeared. Of like the very exclusive uh, hidden Mickey, one of the most famous hidden Mickeys now, I think once people found out about it. But yeah, but I, I haven't seen it myself. Obviously, I've not been in the park before November 18th. No. But yeah, but a big happy birthday to Mickey and Minnie Mouse. On November 19th, it is Tinkerbell's birthday. So also Aww. happy birthday birthday to Tinkerbell as well. I feel like her birthday is definitely going to get overshadowed. Her mm -hmm. and Louisa are definitely going to be right. overshadowed yeah. because it's Mickey and Minnie's birthday. And then also in my personal life, today, the day that this episode comes out on November 13th is my best friend Shannon's birthday. Mm -hmm. So happy birthday, happy birthday to birthday, Shannon. Shannon. And later this week on November 17th is my dad's brother's, uh, my uncle Michael's birthday. So happy, happy birthday, birthday also Michael. to my uncle Michael. I don't know if he listens to the podcast, but happy birthday, uncle Michael, if you are <laughs> listening. So. Happy birthday. All right. And that leaves us with our, our last segment, our Disney memory. So do you have a Disney memory? That you a memory from Adventureland, my fun little place. Yeah. It's we were sitting waiting to go into Skip a Cantina. Oh, is this about this? Oh, I think I was going to do the same memory. Oh, really? <laughs> it's so funny because when we were thinking about the different lands and yeah. what happened is we were going into Skip a Cantina and we had dinner reservations, obviously. And we, you, know, you have to wait because it's not a reservation. It's a priority seating, as everybody knows. So they said, okay, you could sit inside, outside. Inside was crazy. So we said, okay, we'll sit outside and we'll wait until our, our you know, our table is ready. And we sat along under where the treehouse is, the Swiss family treehouse. And right along where they park the strollers. Yeah. And people leave stuff in their strollers still. I mean, obviously, a lot of people have stopped doing that to a certain extent, but most people still do. And as we were sitting there, a squirrel mm -hmm. raided squirrel. one of the strollers. I yeah. guess the kid was eating grapes mm -hmm. and they had put him in a little baggie. That squirrel opened that baggie and little by little came down and stole every single yes. grape out of that bag <laughs> and then climbed up into the rafters up. You could still see it up in the rafters eating the grape. And then it'd come back down and get another grape and bring it all back up. And we were hysterical laughing because we're going to say these people, they didn't come back while we were there because we would have said to them, excuse me, but you know, the squirrel ate the, yeah, the grapes, but they never came back while we were sitting there. But when they came back, they were going to find all their grapes gone. Yeah. But it was the squirrel, not anything else. It was just, so funny though. It as was. We sat there because us and so many people were just watching, watching the squirrel eat the grapes. I have photos of it actually. Yeah. I'll post it on my Instagram, actually on Instagram <laughs> stories. So if you're listening, I will post on my Instagram stories the day that this podcast comes out. It's like, if you listen to the podcast, this is what we were talking about. Was the squirrel it eating was the so grapes? So funny! It was, and it was very entertaining. It kept us it very was. entertained till our table was ready. Yeah, no, it was really funny though because I've never seen a squirrel like that. I mean, like it's so funny how animals adapt in that way that they mm -hmm. know that there's food in those strollers. Like that yes. squirrel knows there's food in the strollers. If I'm smart enough, if I, I can, can get go into get that it. Stroller. Mm -hmm. No one disturbs me. At a certain point, I, I was I can't remember. Didn't someone eventually go over and try to? They shoo tried it away? to shoo it away, but it came right back. Yeah, it came I right. Mean, like I knew that it was. It knew that yeah. those grapes were there. So it, it and and even when somebody went over to shoo it away, 
it kind of because originally it was eating the grape right there like it would take yeah. the grape and it sit on the ground the and it was eating yeah. but then as soon as people started to go buy it it realized and it would climb up onto the rafters and sit up there and eat it but then it would come back down and yes somebody did try to move it but yeah. it was not having it yeah unless we took the stroller away which obviously no oh one's god we couldn't touch anybody's stroller, stroller. <laughs> the worst that was going to happen to these people they were going to be missing a couple of grapes yeah yeah you can't touch somebody's stuff so it was just very but very also, entertaining i want to eat the rest of the grapes because a squirrel was touching the touching other grapes, up. <laughs> and like, what germs was a squirrel bringing to my child's grapes or i, I know. know but um, i mean any of you i mean we have we have squirrels here i have i have especially one squirrel one squirrel that comes into my yard every day all day long we do not have a dog and a lot of my neighbors do so that squirrel comes in this yard every <laughs> single day and buries all his nuts all his stuff he comes up on my porch sits on my, at my table eats bit, half bagels whatever he finds you know to eat or whatever because he doesn't get disturbed unless I happen to open the door then he runs away but um, if you have a squirrel you realize that squirrels they're very used to people being around they yeah. just do what they need no, to do they adapted over time mm-hmm. so it's very interesting to think of evolution in that sense but yeah I was going to do the same memory because it was so <laughs> funny, funny just sitting there watching yeah, that was a good one eat all those, oh, eat all those grapes uh, so funny though I guess I could try to do a different one but when we're talking about the carousel of progress I love the carousel mm-hmm. of progress it's one of my favorite shows and I was so excited to show my partner Ted the carousel of progress because I was saying oh this is one of the best ones like it's so fun I was like when I graduated college I put like a great big beautiful tomorrow like on my graduation cap and stuff Mm -hmm. like you know all the stuff and we go and we sit there we watch the 20s I think or the the turn of the century first First. then we go to the second room and in the second room we were in the 20s at that point and the room just never changed we sat there twice two full sessions and the third session we're like well and then finally some people were leaving by the third session session. and then finally a cast member came and I was like yeah something's wrong so he told us all we could leave safely at that point and then Ted just kept telling him and even now to this day like when I run for instance how much I love the carousel progress he's like well it wasn't a great big beautiful tomorrow for us <laughs> I was like thanks love yeah <laughs> yeah we never got to see you'll just the, have like, to you'll just have to go the next time yeah we, just, we never got to see the great big beautiful tomorrow because right. we got trapped in the 20s, 20s. <laughs> so but I do remember that I was I was a little disappointed Boy, that just, like that ride has never broken down for us. But I'm like I've had times where like the walls get stuck or like you know you you sit in you know one room for once or twice, but then usually it does keep very going. rarely. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that was really funny though. So all right, well thanks everyone for listening to this episode of our podcast. Let us know what your favorite land is. Yeah, what, do we have the same rankings? Are you like I I hate that you guys hate Frontierland. That's my favorite <laughs> land. I know I get that too when I listen to podcasts. Like I listened to a top ten podcast on Animal Kingdom Rise, and one of them didn't even include the safari. And I was like, how can you not include the safari on your top top thing to do in Animal Kingdom? And I was so shocked. So yeah, let me know. It's like, are you the same way when you listen to us being like, no, like like your opinions are wrong. Everybody's got their own. It's it's a different experience for everybody. And that's totally okay too. That's what's fun Mm -hmm. about listening to different Disney podcasts and like, you know, meeting other people in the community to Mm -hmm. see how other people do Disney. I think that's one of the fun things about Disney. So let us know. I will have a dedicated Instagram post for this episode on on our Instagram, Spaceship Earth Design. If you're listening on YouTube, leave a comment below. Again, let us know what your rankings for for the lands are. And also let us know too. Yeah, let us know what your rankings are. Which one's your favorite? So, and yeah, make sure to give us a review if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or a like on YouTube. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll see you all real soon. Okay, bye-bye.